the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. All right, welcome, everybody. Uh, You know, let's start off today. We're going to talk about um, (laughs) something that I've been trying to get across to people for some period of time. Um, you, you do have various types out there that keep talking about, you know, would the Fed, they, they throw out there, will the Fed be able to do what Volcker needs to, did, needed to do? And uh, the reality is rates need to come up higher than inflation in order for things to work. No, um, it's, that's just not going to happen. Um, I, I don't care what they're, they're telling you. Uh, it's a completely different situation completely different. Um, one, one of the cures for inflation is obviously higher prices. Higher prices, you know, obviously people stop buying, changes the uh, supply-demand equation, and, and prices come down. Everyone needs to get their arms around the fact that if interest rates, if they brought up interest rates where, you know, the, what basically try to do what Volcker did, You'd be looking at over $1.5 trillion here, um, around that, $1.5 trillion, I, I think, would be our, uh, our bill on interest here in the United States. Just, just try to get your arms around that. Try to get your arms around that. we spending more on interest payments on our debt than we do for Social Security. That is our current reality, okay? Uh, without a doubt, this nation has been weakened uh, over the years, uh, over the decades, generations, with profligate spending, and, and I don't want to hear it, okay? I don't want to hear it from you conservatives out there, okay? I'm a libertarian conservative guy, but I actually stick by my guns, Okay? I, I don't throw a freaking party. My guy gets elected. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Let Bushy spend. Let Trumpy spend whatever they want. No, no big deal. Right. Sure. Um, it, it's, it's both sides. It's both sides. Actually, Ron Paul. Ron Paul is obviously a guy that I mentioned on the programs. I great deal of respect for the man. He was the only, the only candidate, uh, presidential candidate that I know that was really outside the mainstream. I know all the super Trumpsters out there. Oh, Trump was outside the mainstream. No, Ron Paul was outside the mainstream. Rand Paul outside the mainstream a hell of a lot more than Donald Trump. Remember, uh, Ron Paul just kind of laughing at Romney and and Obama in regards to foreign policy. They did the same exact foreign policy, for crying out loud. No different. No different. Oh, I know. They got into that one debate and talking about Russia, and Obama thought Romney was uh, being too tough on Putin. What was his line there, that debate? He said, uh, the 80s called and and want their foreign policy back. It was a little zinger by Obama. Anyway, yeah, Ron Paul saying the same exact thing, saying the same thing that, that we have doesn't 
make any difference. We spend and we spend and we spend. It was it. Um, remember George W. Bush's uh, George W. Bush's first Treasury Secretary, Paul O'Neill. Remember him? Yeah, Paul O'Neill got shelved. Dick Cheney didn't like him. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney didn't like Paul O'Neill because Paul O'Neill wanted to uh, cut down on spending. And Cheney basically had Bush get rid of him. And we get rid of him, didn't like it. And, you know, talked about when Reagan was president, deficits didn't matter. So it doesn't make any difference whether it's Republicans or it's the uh, Paul Krugman wing, modern monetary theory types on the left. They like to spend and spend and spend. This has weakened our country. We have, we have to put a stop at some point in time. I, I just go back. Go back to uh, the, the whole Simpson Bowles uh, recommendations that we had. We don't need to be austere in our economy. We need to be austere in government. And again, we don't really have candidates uh, and people that are willing uh, to do that at this point in time. Nor do we have a populist because people just want free shit. People just want free shit. Oh, I want my Obama phone. I want my child tax credit. I don't want to have to pay for child care. I don't want to have to pay for pre-K. I want my, oh, for rich people. We have welfare for rich people. I want my subsidized flood insurance for my house on the intercoastal down in Florida. Um, and we go on and on and on. Handout after handout after. Oh, I, I want the government to help pay for my Tesla. It's got to stop it at, at some point in time. Anyway, I mentioned Ron Paul. He had another piece out as well. Uh, again, I put a smile on my face. You know, when guys that I look up to um, that I've followed for years, um, saying the same things that we have been saying here on this show for some time. That um, the sanctions on Russia was great for Russia, sucks for us. Everybody's got to really get their, their arms around the fact the media won't do it, okay? Even the, oh, even if they're the foxes. Oh, yeah, the people over Fox. They're not be tough on Russia. We got to put our Ukraine. Oh, Yeah. And sanctions, and we have to be. It ain't working. Hey, dumbass. Okay, Putin's rolling in, rolling in the money. They actually are making fun of. Again, you won't hear this on our TV. They're making fun of Biden on Russian TV, thanking him, thanking him for the sanctions that they put on Russia because it's been a windfall for the country. Ron Paul. It's easy to see uh, why, according to a new Harris poll, 71% of Americans said they do not want Joe Biden to run for re-election. As Americans face record gas prices and highest inflation in 40 years, Biden admits he could not care less. His administration is committed to fight a proxy war with Russia through Ukraine, and Americans just need to suck it up. Uh, last week, New York Times reporter asked Biden how long he expects Americans to pay record gasoline prices. 
as long as it takes, Russia cannot defeat Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's repeatedly tried to deflect blame from all the issues that we have. Russia, Russia, Russia. Americans don't believe him. That's the problem. According to a Rasmussen poll, um, 11% of Americans, 11% of Americans are dumb enough to believe Joe Biden when he says Vladimir Putin is to blame for our current situation here in the United States. Mentioned this yesterday, Ryan Deese, Director, President Biden's National Economic Council. What do you say to those families that say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years? His answer, this is about the future of the liberal world order, whatever the hell that means. Let me know what that means. What is the liberal world order? Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me ask a question. If, if you rolled into uh, you rolled into a small town in, I don't know, Youngstown, Ohio, Syracuse, New York. Um, I don't know. Pick a spot. Pick a spot. Um, how many people, if you ask them, do you think they'd say they'd be happy to suffer poverty for uh, the liberal world order? Do you think they'd be raising their hands for that? Um, yeah. Again, this is it's it's none of these things that they're doing. None of the things. The oil prices are going to work. Um, you know, yesterday we had prices come down a bit. They're up today. It's going to continue to trade. There's many issues out there. Obviously, concerns. We got hurricane season coming up. Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, Again, yeah, this is his Russian television pundits joking, joking that with the financial windfall Russia has seen since sanctions were imposed, Biden is, of course, our agent. Ron Paul, basically watchdog on Wall Street, echo chamber peace. Okay? Again, again, you hearing anything different on Fox where they're parading all the generals on? The generals and the admirals, where they, they failed to tell you, they failed to tell you that they also sit on the board of some defense contractor somewhere, huh? Or some think tank. Think tanks. You know what think tanks are? Think tanks are there to, to designed, designed to come up with, not so much come up with the narratives, but support narratives. The job of the job of a think tank, okay? Think tank, and that's why they call them think tank. Are these intellectuals here? No, 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 no. It's it's to basically try to find a way to sell whatever the powers that be want sold. The narrative, no different. They are madmen, okay? Rather rather than Dom Draper selling makeup or the Kodak Carousel, what a great television show, by the way. They're there to sell policy. That's their job. And they call themselves think tanks. Mm. I sure thing. Uh, Story today talking about um, our trade policy. Um, And Biden says he's going to be removing some tariffs. Uh, It's it's basically a drop of bucks, about $10 billion worth of tariffs all together. Um, 
I, you know, it was funny. It's funny. On the campaign trail, he was vehemently against Donald Trump's tariffs and trade policy. But since he took office, um, he hasn't removed them. Hasn't removed them because, uh, again, many of the unions um, that basically said, hey, Joe, no, we, we, we like these things. We don't want you to remove these tariffs. Um, we got to do a much better job when it comes to trade policy. We really don't have any sort of trade policy. Uh, one would think with the type of inflation that we have now, and if that is job one, getting prices under control, uh, one might think that, you know what, we might want to do away with some of these tariffs. Might want to do away with some of these tariffs, try to come up and work through some various different trade deals, especially um, in the Pacific Rim. But again, that's, that's just me talking here. Okay. Um, I've had this, you know, pointed out to me here on the program. I've been talking about this for a long time. Is they call my watchdog on Wall Street or Markowski's moonshot. Moonshot idea to try to, you know, kind of fix things within the country. I, I think... You know, I was thinking about it yesterday. You see, you see, and I'm, I'm going through here, and here's sort of 70, 71 people were shot in Chicago this weekend. 71 people were shot. Uh, 50 people were shot in New York City over the weekend. Any story here? Uh, the, the, the mayor of New York, Mayor Adams, one of his aides was in Brooklyn there uh, scouting out a... Um, Scouting out a spot where Adams was going to make some sort of public appearance, uh, got mugged, mugged at, at gunpoint, actually told the, told the crooks, you don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. <laughs> they showed him a gun, took his stuff. One of them escaped on one of those uh, city bikes, one of those uh, share bicycles that they have all over New York City. Um. You, you see these stories, you, you see, and then this is it's ongoing, doesn't change, it's getting worse instead of better. The crime statistics are off the charts, horrible. I mean, it's mid-year, and they're surpassing what it was last year. Um, story talking about breakdown law and order. Overwhelmed police seem powerless to stop it. Um... Again, he had Kamala Harris yesterday, Highland Park, again, embarrassing herself. I mean, just sentences coming out of her mouth that make no sense whatsoever. It's just word salad. Just just stuff coming out. You're like, what did she just say? But anyway, all these stories break down law and order. Obviously, um, you know, that that has to do with, uh, you know, what they're willing to enforce. Um, you know, I, I, I get it, you know, get it. You know, you're going to arrest somebody. You got to do all this paperwork and they're just going to let them go. Um, it's tough to keep morale up, right? It is. Yeah. When your, your job is, it's a, you know, my, my, I get it. My, cause my job is a bit of a Sisyphean task You know, the same thing over and over again, you know, you're having to deal with. But, you know, you, you'd at least like to see some progress. And we had a tremendous amount of progress in, in urban areas around the country for some time when we enforced 
the law. And no one can argue that in the contrary, that's not the case. I saw it. I was there. My own eyes. Come down on Giuliani and his policies all you want. He killed it. Okay? He changed the city. He changed the entire dynamic. One could say that he is responsible for real estate appreciation and development. Well, the ability for all of this appreciation and development to take place that, again, would have never happened unless somebody decided to say, you know what, enough is enough. Um, We do have a problem, though, too. Like I said, I like to play both sides of this. You get the people saying we incarcerate way too many people here in the United States and, you know, the business of prisons and all of these things. Um, now, I, I explain this to my kids in terms of weeds. Um, I, I, love, I love yard work. I do. I love yard work. I love gardening. I love planting. I just, I, I do. Uh, in fact, I kind of lament the fact that I, I don't have that much time to do it or spend time doing it. Um, the only, the only thing I don't like doing is weeding. Who likes to do weeding? I'm just not a fan of it. But anyway, you know, I learned when I was a kid, my dad taught me, you know, you pull the weed up by the roots or guess what? It's just going to come back. Um, we don't, we don't solve problems here. We, we, we pull at the top of the weed and guess what? The problem comes back. And again, you, you might be misinterpreting what I'm saying here in regards to the law and order aspect. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about solving the problem. If one cannot, we cannot admit that we have a severe problem with, with kids and the way that they're being raised in our society, the type of crime that we're seeing coming from juveniles. Um, you take a look at the performance in schools. We have a problem. We just, we continue to pretend it's not there. If you think that, you think that school teachers, public school teachers are going to be able to take a kid from a broken home who hasn't been taught the proper respect and all of the things that you need to be successful in life, if they're not getting it in their home, you think that that school teacher is going to be able to do it over the course of a day? Do you think that that's going to be, you think that they're going to be able to, to, to do that? Oh, I know they'll make movies and about teachers that have, you know, reached out to certain kids and, and gotten to them. You know what? That's great. That's fantastic. Make for a great Disney flick. Okay. And guess what? It might happen. It might happen one in a million times. But what about that other 999,000? Okay, what about that? Those the, the, those people, they just well, we say they they slip through the cracks. Anyway, we see at school, school teacher will p- push kids through, push kids through. We got to get them through. Got to get them through. Got to get them a diploma. Got to get them a diploma. Now, you know, people, what we need to do is we need to take a few steps back and we need to take a look at the entire picture. We take we got to take a look at education. And also the criminal justice system and the budgets of these things, both of them, 
Yeah, you got the leftists out there that want to, to, to reform the, the system and defund the police and, and all of these things. You can't defund the police unless you first get rid of the criminals. I tell you what, I want to defund the police too. Okay? I, wouldn't it be nice if every town could get by like Mayberry for crying out loud? A couple police officers because guess what? we got nothing but good guys. But that's not the reality of the terrain. It's not. That's not what is what is happening on the ground. We push kids through. We got parents that don't give a damn. And we don't know anything about it. You, you want to pl- play a bit of a game? Okay. Play a bit of a game. You, you, could, you could do it. You could go into a school. You could sit there as a, a counselor. You could watch the, the kids that are trouble, um, the ones parents don't care. And you could probably pick them out and you could say, you know what? These are kids that are going to be uh, arrested, incarcerated, and jailed later on in life. Now, um, some will say, well, you got to throw your hands up. But what can you do about that? Uh, this is where I'm saying where, is where the investment needs to be made. Um, this is this is where we have to start saying, OK, uh, recognizing who these kids are, getting them out of these environments. I don't care if you got to pay the parents off. I, I don't care. You get these kids out, you send them to a boarding school and I'm talking year round. Year round. And it's not a shithole. It's not juvie. It's not juvie. Like I said before, it's more like Hogwarts. And you give these kids what they're not getting at home. And, you know, it's it's either that, you know, the other idea, you know, that that I've, you know, been tossing around. But again, I I try to look at the the constitutionality of it is, is, you know, conscription here in the United States. For everybody, but again, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if that'll work. Um, I, I really don't. Um, I, I just think that the way we, things have been going in our society, and it, I'm sorry, people, it's a downward slope. It is, and, and you know, all many of us, many of us live in little insulated places. This Highland Park, Highland Park, that, that was supposed to be insulated. Again, I mentioned yesterday on the program, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Breakfast Club, all this affluent neighborhood. Stuff doesn't happen like that there, but it just did. Just did. Doesn't take much. All it takes is one, obviously, to slip through the cracks. Like I said, I call this my moonshot. You know, you got all these, uh, all these, these really wealthy benefactors all around. They want to throw all their money at climate change, this, that, and the next thing. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is something that we need to do. It, it's a complete rethink of our educational system here in this country. It is. I, I, as I said, I, I've, got, I've got so many clients that, that, that are teachers or educators that are counselors. And I hear the stories, what they have to go through, what they're dealing with, 
having to go to kids' houses and get them and bring them to school because the parents don't give a shit. You know, eventually, eventually, guess what? Guess what's going to happen? It's going to get pushed on. Yeah, they did a whole bit on this what the, on the television show The Wire, too. You know, and how you know, kid had a teacher that was really going, was, was a police officer, really doing everything, anything they could to reach out and try to change this kids. And, and one of them was getting somewhere, but then he had to move on to the upper school, and it was just a different ball of wax. Um, again, this was a school teacher bought him clothes, let him, let him, uh, uh, take showers in the school and do a myriad of different things. Again, you got to watch the wire to kind of understand, um, what are we going to do? We, we, we're just going to allow that the cycle to continue. I, I guess so. Um, again, you know, people can conservatives out there, you know, you want to talk about education you got to rethink the entire thing. The, uh, it's obviously a massive failure, okay? It's a massive failure. So let's just rethink it. Let's rethink it. How can we do things differently so maybe we don't have these problems uh, down the road? Anyway, anyway, uh, hiring demand uh, remaining strong. Employers posted about 11.3 million job openings last month. Um, this job site, ZipRecruiter, more than 11.3 through mid-June. Another job advertisement firm thinks it was 10.9. I mean, there's been a little bit of softening here and there, but again, if you want a job, you can get one. And, and listen, I, you know, talk to people in the hospitality industry. They were hurt by this, uh, during COVID. They didn't allow a lot of the, um, the foreigners to come in. Uh, seasonal workers to come in. I forget what the, what the visas calls H two B visa. I forget to come in and work the hotels and whatnot in the summertime. And that's changed. They can come in and they can work now. And still, even with these foreign workers coming in seasonal jobs, you still have that many job openings in the United States. Amazing story talking about and again why does this surprise anybody and they put a lot of time into it red states are winning the post-pandemic economy you don't say you don't say hey you know, the people got a complete rethink and where they're living yeah at some point in time yeah it's it's hard sometimes people yeah you like they like to live in denial and I say to myself, what the flip am I doing here? Why in the world? I don't have to be here anymore. I don't have to be located here. I can have a much, much uh, cheaper uh, you know, res- residence in this area. I don't, I don't have to pay the taxes, the weather's better. There's a myriad of different things. And this is why people continue to move. And, you know, the usual suspects, the winners in this, in Texas and Florida and Tennessee, and you got the losers, New York, Illinois, California. Uh, do, do you think it's going to change? No, not, not unless the policies change. Not unless the policies change, it's just it's not going to happen. 
This is a story that uh, I touched on yesterday. Touched on yesterday talking about how dire the situation is over in Europe. Um, And again, this kind of annoys me, all right? You get a lot, there's a lot of right of center sites out there that, that jump on a story and because they think it's going to be bad for Biden and they, they prop it up and they talk about how Biden is selling gasoline overseas still. Why are we not keeping it here to get prices down here? Um, again, yeah, it sounds all well and good, but you might want to think a few steps down the road. Again, if, if European industries get cut off and are no longer able to run, you don't think that that's going to affect us? Are you guys not been watching inflation and the issues we had with supply chains? Have you not gone around and seen that, you know, how expensive cars have become? I mentioned that yesterday on the program. Average uh, monthly car payment over 700 bucks. This is the world we live in. And if certain areas of the world are not going to be able to function, if you don't think that's going to blow back on us, it is. Now, again, it, it took a lot of stupidity to get us into this position. But you, you're taking a look right now at Germany and the industries that could be hit. I mean, everything from German beer, ceramics, fertilizer, chemical, all of these things. They don't know what the hell they're going to do next winter if it gets cold. Again, this, this unfortunately is our predicament. This unfortunately is our situation. Obviously, um, you know, again, uh, we might want to might produce more. Might want to produce more. Might want to say, hey, you know what? Maybe we, we got we to do a better job. Again, this is, it's such an opportunity. Such an opportunity for this country. And, you know, like usual, we unfortunately choose to ignore it. Anyway, have a great day, buddy. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. We'll see you. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.